Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Hey, Kylie, thanks for being a part of the program today. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you end up being sent away from home and, and come to Heartlight? Um, my parents decided to send me after they went to the Family in Crisis um, conference um, a year before they sent me here. And they um, that didn't work out because they came back and... Um, a lot of stuff that they learned there, um, they decided to give me a lot more freedom, but that didn't really help me with any of Ooh. my <laughs> behavioral issues that I was yeah, showing. Yeah. And so they more just decided to back up and then I just kind of got worse and kept doing what I was doing and they didn't really notice because they weren't really watching me anymore. Yeah. So what were you doing? Um, I was drinking, um, smoking pot, um... I was sneaking out before they went to the conference, but then I didn't really have the need to since they gave me so much more freedom when yeah, they came back. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I was like self-harming. I had some issues with that. Um, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, so your parents come to a conference, they find out, okay, give your kids more control, let them have responsibility, let them make good choices. And you didn't do that. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I guess I kind of took advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you end up here. So when they told you that well, you were coming here, what was the first thing that ran through your mind? Um, well, I actually didn't know I was coming. Um, they told I knew what Heartlight was because of yeah, the conference. Yeah. So I, um, they told me that they wanted me to come tour the facility to see if it was like a school I would want to go to yeah. later in the semester. And I was like, okay, I'll go for a tour. And so I showed up and um, it was like an intervention. And um when Melissa told me that, you know, I was like staying here, I like got up, I was like sitting in the yeah. intake room and I got up and tried to walk out the door and like, um, Lauren like tried to block the door. Oh, <laughs> and wow. <so>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't usually want it to be that way by any means, but I think parents are scared to death that if they would have told you at home that you would have taken off or run away or something. And so sometimes they're they're not quite as truthful as they always need to be, but it's 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 well founded and with good intention. Okay, so so you come to Heartlight. I mean, so you've been here for how long? Um, I've been here for three months. Yeah. So what do you think when you now look at yourself today compared to what it was three months ago? Better off, worse off? Uh, I think I'm better off. I mean, I've definitely learned a lot about myself from being here, um, and a lot of the issues that I thought I had were just symptoms of issues. Yeah. That, um, I've had, and so, um, I've gotten a lot closer with my family, so that's really nice. Does that surprise you? Uh, it does surprise me because when I first got here, I was just like really bitter, like that yeah. they had lied to me about it. But now, I mean, 
um, I mean, I'm really close to my mom, especially, and wow. my sisters we've been closer with. And it's been interesting to see, like, what friends I have that are really there for me and stuff. Right. Now that I'm away. So, yeah. Okay. Brothers and sisters. You got two sisters, right? Yes, I do. Okay. How did it affect them with you being at home? And then how did it affect them when you left home? Um, well, when I was at home, um, my youngest sister, or my younger sister, she's 14. Um, she's the middle kid. Um, we were involved of a, in a lot of the same activities. So, um, we would drink together, we would smoke pot together. Um, she wasn't really as frequent as I was, but like when I would do it, then she would like ask to join because I mean, she looked up to me a lot. Um, and so when I left, we were really close in that aspect, even though we were in some negative activities. But um, uh, when I left, she didn't know I was going. And so she, like, broke down. My parents came back and told her. Um, and she was like, well, like, what are you doing? Like, all your attention is on Kylie. Like, I have issues, too. Yeah. And yeah. so now she's in counseling back home, but she's doing a lot better, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it did. She, it, Everyone was just shocked, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have a little bit of a negative impact on her. Yeah. Okay. Did. <laughs> did you influence her to do all those things? Um, I mean, I guess I did kind of bring it around. Yeah. But at the same time, if I hadn't brought it around, I still think that there were opportunities that she could have picked it up. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to blame myself that she was in that because, um, I really believe like it was her decision and it was, we're each individuals. Um, yeah. yeah. So you think you coming here has helped her out now? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a neat deal. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about your family a little bit. You guys go to church? I mean, from a, I mean, I mean, we're, we're a Christian ministry here. They had to have some idea, but I mean, you guys were kind of a normal family, weren't you? Um, yeah. I mean, we were a pretty typical family. Um, my parents, after coming to the conference, made like the belief system and said that, um, when we're up until we're 16, we have to go to church. But then when we turn 17, then we don't have to go to church yeah, anymore. Yeah. It's our option. Um, and so my two younger sisters and my parents went to church every Sunday. Um, but then when I turned 17, I didn't go anymore. Yeah. So I just, um, I just like slept in, but, um, and they didn't seem to mind cause they had made that rule. Right. right. Um, but yeah, they are, I'm not really religious, but, um, they are and yeah, yeah, we get along about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good, good. So, I mean, when you look at your relationship with your parents now, how would you describe it? Um, I think that they're a lot more open-minded about, um, like, my ideas and stuff. And, but uh, that was an issue before they went to the conference, but then, like, they were, you know, more relaxed with, like, my beliefs and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think that we get along. Okay, so. and if you would look at other parents and say, okay, here's some things you can do to make sure that your child doesn't come to Heartlight, what would you tell them? Um, I would say, like, try to be your kid's friend. Like, mm. not really to a point where you're not being supervising, like, not supervising them. But then, you know, I don't know, make sure that they can come to you for things um, that you're not going to be, like, attacking them. Yeah. So I think that's important. Yeah, really important. I mean, probably, you know, age 12, of course, you you... You hold their feet to the fire and you do that, but at age 18, you got to let them start living a little bit, making decisions and stuff. So you you think that things are changing inside of you that you're going, okay, well, I'm going to go back home and be a complete mess, or do you think you're going to get back home and do better? I think I'm learning things that are going to help me go back and do better. Wow. Like what? Um, I'm just like learning more about myself and like, you know, why I do things. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of important. 
Yeah. Well, cool. Well, look, thanks for being on the program today. We sure appreciate it, okay? Okay, thank you. Thanks, Kylie. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Dads, you love your teens, and you're doing everything to show them. But sometimes, it still doesn't feel like enough. You're busy and short on time, sacrificing a lot as it is, but you still feel like you run out of time for what really matters. A Devotional for Dads is the perfect book to help remind dads of life's biggest priorities and help them show their wives and kids how much they really matter. A Devotional for Dads is full of short, poignant, thought-provoking devotionals that give a biblical perspective of who a dad is supposed to be. It's more than just advice. It's a reminder of just how important dad's role really is and how much he matters. Get your copy of A Devotional for Dads at ParentingTeenResources.org, either for yourself or as a gift for the dad in your life who loves and cherishes his kids. Allison, thanks for... um for sitting down with me, you got to Heartlight for a reason. How did how did you end up coming to Heartlight? Um, I just made like really bad decisions when I was at home. Um, mm. I wasn't very respectful to my parents, and I started doing drugs my sophomore year of high school. Wow! Remember the first time you did drugs? What'd you do? K two. Really? And what? Did, I mean, K two is a synthetic marijuana. How did it make you feel? Um. I thought it made me feel great. Um, yeah. It just, it wasn't good for me at all. It really messed me up physically and emotionally. Okay, so like two days before you did that, was something going on that pushed you to that? Or do you did you, what was the motivation for that? Well, I was sitting with my friend and I was upset that day. And he was like, well, you know, what will help? And I was like, well, what? And he mm. offered me um, drugs. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. At the time, yeah, I just thought it was weed because I was oblivious to the fact. Yeah, a little bit stronger than that, huh? Yeah, yeah. And so, two days after you, you, you know, you use the K two. What, what was going through your head? I felt great. Like I felt happier. Mm. A week later, I mean, did you, did you keep doing it? Did you keep going back and keep going back? Yeah, I used it every day, all day. Wow. And so when did your parents go, wait a minute, something's going on here? Um, I think they knew for a while that there was something different about me. I started changing a lot. I isolated and I I just didn't have a very healthy relationship with them. Yeah. And and what did that look like when you say it's not healthy? What did it look like? Um, I just, I was really disrespectful to them and mm. they didn't understand why I was being so disrespectful and I hurt them a lot by doing that. Yeah. Did you know why you were being disrespectful? Because I felt like I was in control of things, and I felt like I needed to be in control. Wow. I mean, why was that so important that you were in control? Um, I don't know. Wow. What's well, something? I mean, it's interesting. I think cause I think everybody has a motivation toward doing any kind of drugs or, you know, the use of alcohol or anything. I go, whatever we do, there's some something driving it behind it, you know, and you kind of go, okay, what is that that's driving it behind it? If you had to look at your life and say, okay, this is who I am, how did you look at yourself, you know, like two or three months before things started to deteriorate at home? Um, 
I thought I was just a really depressed person that really? wouldn't be able to get over my depression. Yeah. When you would wake up in the morning, what would you feel about yourself? I felt really crappy about myself. Why? I felt like I wasn't good enough and that I wasn't going to be good enough in my parents' eyes. Good enough for? Just anything, like grades, like, um, I don't know, my attitude. Hmm. I just felt like I wasn't ever going to meet their standards. But you were fighting something internally. I mean, in, in just in your head, you just, I can't do this. I can't do this or? Yeah. And so that made it easier to do the drugs because it made you feel better. Correct. So do you feel like you were self-medicating? Yeah, in a way. Yeah. And so, you know, do you ever go back and go, what caused you to start thinking sadly about yourself? Um. Honestly, I I can't think of that. Yeah, you just think you've always been that way. Um, I didn't grow up with my biological father. Yeah, and I feel like that affected me a lot as I was growing up. I have a great stepdad, and I love yeah. him, and I've grown to appreciate him as the years have gone by, and even while I've been here yeah. at Heartlight. But before, I just took advantage of him, and I just I wasn't a very good person. Wow. So. It's definitely gotten easier since I've been here. Yeah. So what do you think's changed? What do you um, think's different about you? What do you, I mean, when you look at yourself now, what do you go, hey, I'm, I'm different. What is that? I feel like my perspective has changed a lot just on myself and others and how I view my parents and how I view drugs even. Hmm. I feel like whenever I get home, I'm pretty confident that I won't go to that anymore. I feel like yeah. being with my parents is just easier you got great parents. I mean, very. I mean, I, I look at your parents and I go, they really love you. I mean, it's, and I wouldn't say that to anybody, but you could just tell that your parents really care for you greatly and, uh, and they long for something a lot better than where you have been. Right. You know, if you had to look back, what could your parents have done different to keep you from getting into the mess that you got in? Um, I feel like they could have, like... I don't know, whenever I was with them and like I brought up drugs or if I said my opinion on weed or something, they'd be like, well, that's kind of weird because like, you know, I feel like this is bad and nobody should do it. Like they'd give examples of other people like in family and they'd yeah. be like, look at how they've turned out. And I, I'd always be like, but I'm me, like I'm myself yeah. and I don't want you to compare me to other people. Yeah. Um, I feel like that definitely would have helped me. Like if they just didn't compare me to other people, I feel like. Because I don't like being compared to other people. Do you think the argument you had about, uh, the, you know, the use of marijuana or K2, that that's really what the argument was about? Or was it you just want them to listen to you? I just wanted them to listen to me. And what did you want them to hear? That I struggled and that I guess it was my way of saying, like, I'm struggling, like I'm kind of crying for help, but I don't know how to ask for it. Yeah. And so the drug thing was just your cry for help? In a way. I mean, whenever I started doing drugs, I felt like things were just better. I yeah. even felt like my life at home was better, but it really wasn't. Yeah. But at the time, I just wasn't thinking clearly. Yeah. If you had to go back and do things all over again, you know, what, what one thing would you change growing up and everything? Um. I definitely changed my attitude. I feel like that's what got me into a lot of trouble 
And I feel mm. like that's what caused a lot of the family conflict and the um, kind of not being able to talk to my parents as easily. I feel like that kind of put like bricks between us. Like yeah, I yeah. was on one side and they were on the other and yeah. the brick wall just kept building. So. Yeah. And so what one thing could they have done different? Um, I guess just listen to me and mm. like fully, like try to fully understand where I'm coming from and why I'm sad or upset. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, so the behavior that, that you saw happening in your life, there was something driving it that was far different than what you actually see, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks for being on the program today. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit ParentingTodaysTeens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit HeartlightMinistries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.